You have one unheard message. Hi, I was calling Current, the influencer marketing platform, but I think I just got redirected to a bunch of people listening to a podcast. Well, anyways, I was calling Current because I was told they could help get my brand set up on TikTok Shop and even build out an affiliate program of content creators promoting my brand and even have those content creators go on live streams and promote my product there. Wow, I could really use Current. I also heard that the brands they work with are making millions in sales. I guess I'll just go to their website at current.tech. What's the easiest choice you can make? Window instead of middle seat? Picking a vendor who sends a great gift basket? Outsourcing business tasks you hate? What about selling with Shopify? Whether you're selling a little or a lot, Shopify helps you do your thing, however you cha-ching. Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business. From the launch your online shop stage to the first real-life store stage, all the way to the did we just hit a million orders stage? Shopify is there to help you grow. Whether you're selling scented soap or offering outdoor outfits, Shopify helps you sell. Wherever and whatever you're selling, Shopify's got you covered. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash try. Go to shopify.com slash try now to grow your business, no matter what stage you're in. Shopify.com slash try. Welcome to Webcology. Webcology is the show that takes you into the deepest and darkest ends of the ecosystem on the internet. Our guides will take you on a journey into web marketing and bring you the experts and the information so that you can further explore the web marketing world. Now, here are the hosts of Webcology, Jim Hedger and Dave Davies. Hey everyone, welcome to Webcology on DevRMR.fm. It's the 28th of April. 2022. This is Jim Hedger from Digital Always Media, and uh, Dave Davies from uh, Weights and Biases is away. He's he's actually in Scotland uh, as we speak. Um, but we're joined by Christine Jackinger from Sites About Walls. Um, Christine, welcome, welcome to the co chair again. Thank you so much. <laughs> Thank you. I always like when Dave's missing because then I get to do this. <laughs> <laughs> it's always wonderful having you sit in. Um, we're going to jump right in. It's been an incredibly busy week. Um, it's been a, uh, how to say this, almost like a traumatic week for people on the web, eh? With, um, with one of yeah. the, I'm, I'm thinking mostly of Elon Musk taking over um, his his uh, ultimate takeover move at Twitter. Um, yeah. Wow, huh? You know, there's some, so just for some clarification for people listening, it feels like he took over, but that deal's not commenced until I think it's October. Yeah, well, and, then, and there's a number of ways that that deal might still not go through. Yes, and the most interesting thing is there's a long list of caveats, but he is not allowed to disparage Twitter. Which he already um, has. He, he already since has. making the deal, he has. Since making the deal, he has, and he's not allowed to disparage over the deal can be canceled. There's a $1 billion um, penalty if he cancels or he causes it to be canceled before then. Well, and similarly, and then, Twitter is not allowed to court other offers. But if another offer comes to them... They're allowed yes, to consider it and talk to them, but they'll have to pay a billion-dollar get-out fee if that happens. Well, uh, no, I don't believe they have to pay it if the offer is larger than Musk. I read a oh, whole okay. I thought, I thought they had, I, th I thought Musk yeah. had a uh, a uh, hold yeah. over them too. Well, he does if they try to get it out of it for a different deal that's not bigger than his deal. But if his deal is bigger, I believe I could be wrong because I read enough. a whole long thread, thread on it, and I might mistake something. So. I don't have it in front of me, unfortunately. But uh, it is interesting that there's so many caveats to this actually going through. And the fact that he lost, what was it, 100 million on uh, a Tesla the other day in the stock yeah. because they were quite unhappy with we're talking 100 billion. For, well, 100 billion is a lot of money, which is actually um, about half of his entire fortune. So I don't know. But no, it lost 125 billion. Sorry, not million. Billion in market value the other day. Okay, that that would have been Tesla all Tesla. told. Tesla all told. Okay, so that's that's not yeah. entirely uh, a Musk's personal fortune. No, no, just stock. The stock itself sunk, but that's a pretty strong statement. That um, well, and I would a, feel the same way. Tesla's not. People are not that thrilled about 
you know, the um, idea of him focusing on something else yet again. Tesla didn't do well this year. It, it's number 23 in Consumer Reports EV cars this year. They only had one model that made the top 100. And next year, GM and Ford and a couple others are coming out with full lines, 30 or more cars. So uh, they are falling behind at this point. They're not the first to market anymore, and they're not the first top 10. I know Tesla lovers love their cars. There was a point where I loved the idea of owning a Tesla. Not anymore, but there was a time. But um, they are falling behind in the market. So I can't imagine if you're a Tesla uh, shareholder, you're really that thrilled about him now putting his focus on yet another project. Well, and fair enough. I, th- I think the thing that that, that really freaks out Tesla um, shareholders is the use of. I think Tesla is backing about twelve percent. Tesla shares, I should say, are being used to back about twelve percent of the three billion. Yes. Yes. And. That mightn't sound like a lot, 12%, but when you consider we're talking 42 billion, 12% is, um, you know, in the four to six billion range. Um, that's, 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 walking around, that's some walking around money, right? Yeah, just walking around cash, like a hundred bucks to you and me. <laughs> um, the de- again, the deal is controversial for people on the web. Um, mine. I don't know how to say this any other way, but because the web itself has become so political and polarized on the right, people believe that um, Musk's purchase of Twitter um, or, or, or attempted purchase of Twitter is about taking a platform known for um, its massive amount of influence, but it's also its reluctance to um, allow uh how to say this um anybody to say anything they want to say without restriction um so the left is worried is or the, the, the right uh expects a free speech bonanza the left is worried about the effects of un, unmoderated speech given the influence uh twitter can have over over politics and perception of news and stuff and um it's almost like both sides from 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 where I've been sitting. I don't know how you feel about this, Christine, but from where I've been sitting, it almost feels like both sides are entrenching in their positions and um, uh, I don't know. There has to be. There should be a debate over the ownership of 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 public things like the like 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 Twitter, public spaces like Twitter. But this debate isn't very functional. Well, uh, yes and no. I think also there's a lot of um, misperception on the right. Like Twitter has done internal research on their own algorithms and so have academics using open Twitter data. And they actually favor right-wing narratives and politicians. They're not sure why. Probably the engagement factor. I imagine the drama. Just the drama. (laughs) The sheer drama. The large-scale coordination there, too, by the fake account and bot networks will probably make things look very more, very much more engaged with than they truly are by regular humans, because those aren't, those are being run, you know, by people on the right or by Russia in the past to affect elections. So it's not that the left has this massive bot network account, right? In one, two months, in, um, in 2018, I was just doing some research this morning, they took down 70 million accounts on Twitter, 70 million accounts that they thought to be either uh, bots or fake accounts. Not not regular people, but bots and fake accounts. So they have a huge problem with that. So I have a feeling that skews their, skews their algorithms. I mean, why wouldn't it skew their algorithm? It's massive. The Ukrainian accounts, the pro-Putin Ukrainian accounts, it took 77,000 down in three weeks that were fake accounts with bots. So, so I do think there is a def- definitive issue, but it's not what the people that have entrenched on the, the right side of the argument have thought it is, which is they're being censored, but more they actually have favored their their politicians and their narratives. Um, Musk has called for a real ID system to be imposed at Twitter. So sensibly, that's, uh, he's, he, he, he um, suggests he's got a plan to take care of bots. Um, well, except that's... That's not really a plan, and that's why other companies don't do that, and that is because there's many companies where you can be killed or jailed for your speech. And so companies don't require real ID, because, except in situations like you have to prove that it's your account, because if they do do that, and this has been a long discussion in the history of the Internet, uh, because those people would then have their names officially on record, and those records could be ordered by governments 
and then those action could be taken against those people. So this is this is the issue with I think uh, Musk. Outside my personal feelings, is he has no experience in running a platform online like this. He has no understanding of the real issues behind it. So he says things like, "Well, we'll do real ID." Well, that's great, but anybody in those countries then won't be able to use the platform because they'll be afraid for their lives because they'll be afraid the data will be taken. Um, in Twitter, I don't remember what country it was. I read it last week. Whole history of issues with speech in other countries. Um, they sent people to the home of the Twitter execs there in that country to jail them if they did not change what they were showing. So while we in America think of um, free speech as protected by our constitution, or people who get it wrong think they are, you know, have a right to amplification on a private social network. Um, in some countries, it can literally mean your life. So demanding real ID has never been considered a solution for the bot problem. Historically, we've um, we've actually had a problem with uh, large platforms giving user information to repressive governments. I'm yes. thinking of of the former Yahoo and and Microsoft um, in China. Yeah. Um, giving um, Yahoo and MSN uh, email addresses to the uh, Chinese state of uh, dissidents who, who wrote about democracy and were later um, jailed um, or, or outright disappeared. Um, exactly. And that's exactly why um, companies who have vetted this out don't do that because and don't require real ID because that's what can happen. But think about it. If China knew they could get the real information about anybody on Twitter who tweeted to, you know, about pro-democracy or against the current president. They could just get the list, especially because they have some of the best hackers in the world. So it wouldn't even require permission, but <laughs> they could just get the list um, and they could demand the list or you're kicked out of that country. And then they can arrest officials in those countries. You know, Twitter people like live in those countries. So your employees are living there and they can send people to the to the their houses like they did in the one country and they can tell them they're going to take them to jail so it's not a solution so i think the biggest problem aside one person unaccountably holding one of the ma most massive impactful messaging platforms in the world is that the person doesn't have experience so they say things like let's publish all the algorithms we'll make them all open source well first of all they're mostly machine learning at this point so they couldn't tell you what they're doing anyways but in addition if you were to publish all the algorithms which is why Google doesn't. <laughs> what do you think? Would, what do you think would happen? Oh well, every and this will lead in one of the stories you have for Rand later. Fishing, but, Rand Fisher would come along and obviously reverse engineer it. <laughs> well, there's truth to that, though, right? Because uh, I know we have some plans to talk later about some AI issues. But um, you know, the uh, if you put all that out there, then people can reverse engineer it, and they can weaponize it far more. They're thinking about nation states can use their best, most brilliant minds to weaponize what Twitter would put out there in their algorithms. So you can't open source all your algorithms and code when you run an algorithm-based platform that influences the world. Just not a good idea. <laughs> so, so unfortunately, a lot of his ideas are, are, are not good ones, even like editing tweets. How complex does that get? Now, with Twitter Blue right now, you can actually roll back your tweet for 30 minutes, right? Repost it. But he was talking about he'd edit it, and he'd just leave it with all the comments and everything there. So I edit, I say I like puppies, and then I'd go back a day later and what say I like Putin, and then everyone who liked and retweeted it and commented would now be liking that tweet, and then people are like, well, you could put it edit history. Okay, well, no one's going to read that, but even if they did, which tweet would go with which edit, which comment okay, so would go with which? One, what what you're suggesting is uh, is is Musk is. Um suggesting that allowing a way to rewrite um, Twitter's version of history. And, which right, and Twitter has been used as a marker of history. We know exactly. you said this because you actually, you tweeted this. Yes. The integrity of the Twitter timeline is what makes Twitter special. This is going to be an interesting thing to, uh, to I don't, we can't we spend like the entire show on, no, on Twitter. And it's, an, and it's an evolving issue. Like you said at the very beginning, we don't even know that this is going to happen. Um, we just know there's a great deal of, of heat, energy, and interest in it right now. Exactly. Um, I, I mean, I, I, I suppose listeners have, have gotten the, the notion neither Christine or I actually like this the concept of this deal. <laughs> I know I don't, but that's I, I don't, don't think that an individual should own the public um, the public forum, and, and Twitter is one of the one of the few places that you can actually say it is a 
truly international public forum. Um, having that in the hands of one individual with little oversight terrifies me. Well, and the truth is, there'd be no oversight if he, when he takes it private if he gets the deal because he won't have a board, won't have shareholders, he won't have anybody he has to answer to. No, no, just, he, it just said everybody in the world will be watching and criticizing, and that's it. That's it for but oversight. He, but, for, but for him, it doesn't matter. He doesn't care about critique. Yeah. Okay, well, moving along, it brings us to another conundrum of um, humans' own making. Um, <laughs> the um, Google, Facebook, Twitter, and, and other large platforms have been facing um, a great deal of criticism in the uh, European Union for um, the uh, opacity, I, sh- I guess is the best word, um, the, 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 the murkishness of how they um, disseminate information, um, be it through like, like Google's AI-driven... You have one unheard message. Hi, I was calling Current, the influencer marketing platform, but I think I just got redirected to a bunch of people listening to a podcast. Well, anyways, I was calling Current because I was told they could help get my brand set up on TikTok Shop and even build out an affiliate program of content creators promoting my brand and even have those content creators go on live streams and promote my product there. Wow. <laughs> I could really use Current. (laughs) I also heard that the brands they work with are making millions in sales. I guess I'll just go to their website at current.tech. Hopefully this is the last time you hear this ad, because with Chime Checking Account, features like fee-free overdraft up to $200 with SpotMe and getting paid up to two days early with direct deposit, you can probably treat yourself to an ad-free upgrade to spend more time listening to your favorite podcasts. Or at least grab yourself an extra morning latte this month. Join millions of Chime members who work on their financial progress with fee-free overdraft and no monthly fees. When you find new ways to save, you can reach your financial goals easier and still have the occasional treat. Take more control of your finances and say goodbye to monthly fees. Open your account in minutes at chime.com slash goals24. That's chime.com slash goals24. Chime feels like progress. Banking services and debit card provided by the Bancorp Bank N.A. or Stride Bank N.A. members FDIC. Spot me eligibility requirements and overdraft limits apply. Terms and conditions apply. Go to chime.com slash disclosures for details. Algorithm or Facebook's outrage-driven algorithms. Um, the EU is having issues um, from advertising policies to uh, copyright policies, to uh, 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 monopolistic tendencies, and to, again, um, the, the right to understanding how your information is delivered to you. Their solution is in this massive omnibus, like, um, uh, uh, set of legislation, the Digital Services Act, which they're the EU is, is, is working on amending right now to, to, to update and, and modernize it. And part of that calls for Google to um, lift the hood and reveal its algorithms. And that's where that's at. That's kind of neat, eh? <laughs> <laughs> I think it, I haven't read which one's related to Google. I know Facebook, they're requiring them to surface their recommendation mm-hmm. engines. So, uh, so that's not like what how things surface but anything related to how they profile you basically in in the service but i'm not sure on google yet i haven't had a chance to get it up with it uh how they're what algorithms are demanding but again we go back to the issue of algorithms are surfaced and welcome spam in the case of google i'm not sure it's possible for google to say Google can say information goes in here and moves through here and then it gets jumbled with a bunch of stuff and comes out there. But I don't think it can say what happens in the jumbled with a bunch of stuff part of the uh, of the process. Well, you know, back in the day, um, Matt Cutts said he never wanted to apply AI and machine learning to the live results because if it broke something, they'd have no way to fix it because they wouldn't know what it did. And it's Pretty much the same idea. Even on Twitter, we're just talking about where their algorithms are favoring um, right-wing politicians and narratives. They don't know why. 
they're having to research that. Like, they have a general idea why, but they don't know specifically in their process. So you're right. They put it in, put it in, you know, X comes out, but there's a lot along the way that they use machine learning for now. So they would have no easy way to, to explain why that was happening. Um, if uh, AU regulator or EU regulators um, demand an explanation of how their systems work, um, and, then, and that's how Google would have to reveal the algorithm. This is how our sorting systems work. Um, there's a chance, A, that I think there's a serious chance that they, could, that they couldn't possibly explain it, but B, that they couldn't continue to operate in those jurisdictions. No, this, that's very true. And, and, and like we say, I mean, I'm half joking, you know, like, hey, if there's spam, but if algorithms are revealed, people will exploit those algorithms. I mean, what is the whole, where did search start from our, our roles, search engine optimizers? We weren't there to help clients. They're affiliate marketers gaming the alpha algorithms to make a lot of money, right? The original propaganda for the 2015 election was affiliate marketers trying to make a lot of money. It wasn't anything politically based. It's just who will share our stuff, who will make us money. So if you make these algorithms public and you're like, here's everything that we do, well, then that will become uh, a tremendous source of difficulty for any of these companies to operate because they won't they won't be able to protect themselves against the exploiters. I'm not saying they shouldn't be transparent about certain things or they shouldn't have to answer certain questions or they shouldn't have to provide proof to regulators, but the idea that these things should just be open and available. Um, and I believe they're only open and available to like academics and government and that, that kind of thing, but that means it's open and available. There's no way to regulate how that'll be protected. The other thing they're targeting will be... Um, so you can't target advertising based on uh, religion, sexual orientation, ethnicity, minors. Um, but dark patterns is another thing too. So if people don't know um, in UX, the social networks and even search use dark patterns, meaning getting you to do something without you knowing that you're doing it. Where they put a button or where they put a rich snippet at the top of the page. Or now they have ads and are mixed in their mobile scroll forever inside the scroll. So that's a dark pattern because people will click on it not knowing they're clicking on an ad because they expect the ads to be at the top of the search results. So they're targeting that and they're targeting, um, oh, what's a couple other things? Sorry, I'm just looking at it here. Marketplaces um, and strategy, they have to introduce strategies for dealing with misinformation during crises. Are you looking for the best in WordPress speed, security, and scalability? WP Engine is a digital experience platform for WordPress, powering digital experiences for large brands around the world. With easy-to-use site management tools and powerful do-it-your-way development features, WP Engine gives you the flexibility to build it your way. Improve your SEO and conversion rates with a faster site on WP Engine. Learn more on WPEngine.com. For maximum customer engagement and retention, choose CleverTap. CleverTap is a leading customer engagement and retention platform that helps digital brands maximize lifetime value. Over 8,000 apps around the world, including Vodafone, Star, and Sony, trust CleverTap to improve user engagement, boost retention, and fuel long-term revenue growth. Learn more at CleverTap.com. That's CleverTap.com. Miami is more than beaches, palm trees, and fun in the sun. It's home every year to the Miami Book Fair, celebrating its 39th year of hosting authors and readers from around the world, November 13th through the 20th. Join us in downtown Miami at the Wolfson campus of Miami-Dade College. Connect with over 500 authors reading from their books in English, Spanish, French, and Creole, answering questions and signing hard copies. The 2022 edition of the Miami Book Fair welcomes everyone of all ages to come together, meet, and make new friends, exchange ideas, and discover one's next favorite author. Let's explore, discover, and learn together. Featured authors will include award-winning novelists, Anthony Horowitz, Ben Mesrich, Craig Johnson, Danny Shapiro, Elena Shapiro, Jimmy Attenberg, poet Sandra Cisneros, and authors writing about the trending topics of the day. Lisa Genova, Jerry Stahl, Marie Brenner, Mark Kurlansky, Samantha Cole, Stacey Schiff, Katie Tour, and many others. For more information, please visit MiamiBookFair.com. Follow the fair at Miami Book Fair and join the conversation hashtag 
hashtag Miami Book Fair 2022. Those will all be part of that. So imagine, I don't mean to jump back to, to Elon Musk and Twitter, but no, imagine fine. him being presented with um, a list of demands. Hi, welcome to the club. By the way, um, we're the new Homeowners Association, and here's some stuff you got to comply with. <laughs> yes. And I told him specifically yesterday, um, publicly, they made a statement that he would have to follow all the new rules. I do think there's one big thing, just to tar- just to tag on that for one second, is I don't think when Elon Musk did this, he thought it through and he didn't realize the tremendous amount of issues that come with having to host an online platform these days across the world. And that's exactly what they're trying to target here is some of the issues. Some of them, some of these I think are good ideas, some not so much, but I think overall that's what they're trying to do is address those issues. By the way, I um, I know you have it in front of you. There is a document. Um, it's a PDF document um, proposal for re- for a regulation on a single market for digital services. Um, type that into, into Google, and you'll you'll likely get the document. Uh, section sixty two, page thirty three, is the one that deals with uh, Google saying how they prioritize and 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 uh, rank information. Um, which is the one to me it says, uh, "Show me your algos." 62, page 62? Uh, no, page uh, 33, section 30, 62. But oh, again, gotcha. we shouldn't, um, <laughs> we'll talk about this a little bit more in depth in the yeah. future, um, especially if these amendments um, make it past uh, make it past committee. These things are very real, though, and um, this is why Google spends so much money lobbying, uh, lobbying governments. Yeah, and it's, I mean, the EU is one of the strictest. I mean, in uh, EU ruling recently, Google fonts aren't allowed to be used unless you host them locally because they transmit IP data. Well, and that's, that's yeah. it. That is a um, security and also can be a um, way to trace back to the individual um, who, who, who called up that, 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 that Google font um, whilst requesting the page. Very, very true. And, and, but they're one of the strictest in the world, I think, when it comes to these things. I don't think the U.S. would ever say, like, oh, I transmitted IP data. We're upset. <laughs> oh, I'm pretty sure that no U.S. senator um, over the age of 40 would even think about it. <laughs> <laughs> um, okay. Speaking of, uh, of Google um, and, uh, and, uh, and, and Europe, um, Google has seen an enormous loss of um, advertising revenue in the last couple of months since um, uh, Russia's uh, illegal, continuing illegal, uh, murderous invasion and occupation of, of, of Ukraine. Um, interestingly, not only does Google, I mean, Google's closed this Russian market. It's not serving um, YouTube or AdWords ads revenue or, or, or getting revenues from uh from Russia or Russian websites any longer, it, it, it stopped that uh, very, very soon after after the invasion. Um, but it's it reported on the impact, um, so it's 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 lost Russia, but it's also seen a massive decline in YouTube uh, advertising in 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 Europe, in and uh, in, in even in Western Europe. Uh, the, the war is having um, ripple effects on um, different parts of the economy, and it's starting to show in advertising dollars. Well, I, yeah, I mean, it makes sense, right? Uh, they've got other things to concentrate on right now. Well, not just and, that, though. I mean, tourists are acting differently. Um, yeah. uh, 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 products are moving differently. Um it's not worth advertising a sale on um, beach umbrellas when the beach umbrellas aren't even in your aren't getting to your store. Well, that's true too. The supply chain issues definitely would have an impact on that. Uh, I don't know the details of what advertising's not being run on YouTube anymore, but I definitely would see that as impactful. The supply chain issues here are still, um, a, you know. Still a problem. I was reading a story today about people who can't get formula for their babies, and their babies can only have formula. You know, so it would make sense that they wouldn't be advertising because they don't have the product on the shelves. Um, about one percent of Google revenues came from Russia in 2021, um, primarily out of advertising. That's gone. But again, the um, 
the loss of um, confidence, I suppose, in um, how to advertise, how to communicate with people, how in people's um, spending habits. Google had been growing, had had anticipated a um, 39% growth rate in Europe this year. That's so off the table. It's it's. Um, <laughs> in fact, I believe it's now a, a slightly negative growth rate. Um, the uh, the impact of the invasion has been has been uh, extraordinary, and I think it's going to. Uh, 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 start to affect advertising in North America next. Uh, definitely could. Uh, definitely could do that. I, I would think um, it's hard to say. Like we had a news today that the, there was a slight downward on the GDP, but it's not reflected in consumer spending or anything like that. It's actually just a function of some of the pandemic remnants. So it's hard to know. Because um, U.S. has always love to spend their money, advertising agencies. Um, they like to keep their budgets. But it's hard to say. I'd have to really research it to know for sure. Um, well, it's it's uh, something worth watching. And again, in the in the European market, it's definitely having definitely having uh, uh, an impact in uh, had an impact on Q1. It's going to have an impact on Q2. Um, in, 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 in Google, likely been, likely Bing, um, and other platforms, uh, revenues. Um, here's a fun one. Okay. Last week we reported on Google, at Google's AI reading, sometimes slightly rewriting, um, content off of numerous, uh, pages and slightly rewriting it and reposting it on, uh, as featured snippets without any attribution whatsoever or attributing it to Google itself. Um, this was, or I'm sorry, the knowledge panels. And this was a uh, 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 issue that was picked up by, by a number of, uh, of, of uh, outlets of, of, of search media, um, so much so that Google noticed. And um, <laughs> Danny Sullivan um replied in the um, voice of uh, search liaison um, saying something to the effect of, no, Google's not stealing your content and uh, claiming credit. In fact, we think you're stealing Google's content and claiming credit. <laughs> and I think I left a bunch of people, myself included, going, what, 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 what? <laughs> um, did, you, did you see that? I did. What? Well, first, first of all, you can't blame SEOs for thinking that's what was going on because that is the whole concept behind mom, right? It's I do think that's what's going on still. I, don't, I love Danny, but <laughs> come on. True. I'm not saying it's not, but it, it definitely is the concept behind mom that they'll go around the internet and they'll scrape data, basically. Um, they call it AI or machine learning. It sounds better than scraping data and spitting content, but it's the same concept. Uh, it just does it better and faster because it's AI or machine learning. But uh, he did deny it, and he did say that they've had those panels for a long time. They just decided to add attribution and call it Google. I do know that there were panels before now that didn't have an author on them, but I didn't really pay that much attention. So I, I, I guess it could be, or it could be that they're testing mom, and Danny just doesn't know. So it's hard, it's hard to say. I think the thing that came from that someone was taking Google's content was Glenn Gobby pulled up, pointed out one that might've been that. I don't know that Danny said that. Okay. So. I have, um, I used to write headlines long ago. Um, and mm -hmm. in, in, in another part of my, 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 my time in the, uh, in, in my search career and, uh, the similarities between the first three or four, three paragraphs in um, almost all articles in the in the search media and in all headlines too is that they're phenomenal, and that's not because people copy each other, which they do, but it's not because people are copying each other. It's because there's only so many ways you can describe a cat. Yeah, sure. Like, um, there's only so many ways to describe a process. Um, 
Google's AI algorithms, various AI algorithms, AI algorithms are there to assess language, um, ultimately. Um, <laughs> the, uh, mom. Mom. Well, no, well, the idea that, I mean, Google does go and extract information from pages um, and figure out its content and reserve it again. Um, this is a hard one for me. I, the part that I dislike again is the, um, trying to, trying to deny that, um, like why deny it? Why not just say, oops, our bad. This is, this is an algorithmic thing and it happened, our mistake. It is possible it's, uh, the right hand doesn't know what the left hand is doing. You know, for all I know for the knowledge panels, they have 2000 writers and, you know, Philippines writing, you know, content. I don't know. But I do know that the mum algorithm is meant to be able to answer someone comprehensively by taking information, pictures, video, and everything from around the web and creating an answer. And that's a little different than BERT or the others because those are just about processing the language. But mum is the ability to write answers and content. So the COVID results at the top of the page for the pandemic, when you did COVID and it would like have maps and rates and all that, that was all mum result. That was well, indeed, thing. but that's extracted data. That's e that's so much easier than indeed indeed and reorders and, and orders it as as, as it as it should no, it'll, apply it'll to it'll rewrite it all it'll literally rewrite it like a spinner content would it doesn't just resort data it rewrites data so so it could be these were written by mom is what I'm saying so it's natural for someone in an SEO to think that this is a mom result because it's exactly what they say mom can do and what mom's supposed to do but Danny's saying it doesn't so the question is. Is Google running a test and Danny doesn't know they're running a test, which could happen um, because they did write panels before this time, like as far back as 2018-17. What's the easiest choice you can make? Window instead of middle seat? Picking a vendor who sends a great gift basket? Outsourcing business tasks you hate? What about selling with Shopify? Whether you're selling a little or a lot, Shopify helps you do your thing, however you cha-ching. Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business. From the launch your online shop stage to the first real-life store stage, all the way to the did we just hit a million orders stage, Shopify is there to help you grow. Whether you're selling scented soap or offering outdoor outfits, Shopify helps you sell. Wherever and whatever you're selling, Shopify's got you covered. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash try. Go to shopify.com slash try now to grow your business, no matter what stage you're in. Shopify.com slash try. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Hey, Christine. Went off. Sorry, guys. <laughs> um, um, no, hold it. You're here. I'm not so sure Webmaster Radio is here. I'm here. I'm here. Oh, here. okay. Sorry, guys. So, so yeah, I would say the, the question is whether the knowledge panel is still being written the same way Danny was told previously or is being told now or uh, if it is a mom test. You know what? I'm going to go Occam's razor on this. I think you might have hit it um, on the head halfway through. Google's been uh, writing knowledge panels for the longest time, and it may well have been some writers in the Philippines who, uh, and they may have a stable of a thousand writers in the Philippines just cranking stuff out. So do a lot of SEO companies. What if it's not Google repurposing the content, it could but the writers themselves? <laughs> that that would make the most sense of all. It could definitely be. Well, mum testing is happening now, so that's why I'm saying it could be mum testing. But, uh, it, but it definitely just could be, you know, something as simple as that. That people who wrote the content just, you know, kind of took it from other people and rewrote it a little bit. <laughs> so, not that that ever happens in the industry. Um, no, not not at all. <laughs> Never. <laughs> 
just like um, coercion and threats and uh, bad bad actor web mastery never happens in the industry. And uh, one example of the stuff that never happens came up that I thought was was particularly clever. Did you see the one about using um, artificial intelligence, fake DMCA's, and uh, and uh, uh, fake lawyer letterhead to um, coerce backlinks? Ah, and, and it looks also like um, AI generated photos too. Oh, absolutely. Yep. Yep. Yeah. Um, yeah. Okay. So, and by the way, do, do you think Google ignores these links, or do you think they come down with like the hammer of God on this sort of stuff? Um, okay. So, a new link building scheme. Which isn't entirely new, but the uh, the method of of, of operating it uh, makes use of newer technologies. Um, yeah, using um, artificial intelligence, so creating creating using AI to create personas, including fake images. Um, a false copyright, a Digital Millennium Copyright Act notice, and a lawyer's letterhead to say, hey, you took a, you, you used my photograph, you used my image, you used something of, of, of mine. And um, I'm either, you're either going to link back to me and credit me for it, or I'm going to sue you. Apparently, more often than not, um, the person, uh, person who receives this doesn't want to de- deal with a lawyer or DM, DMCA hassles, so they just give them the link. Which, you know, would just seem like the easiest thing to do, really, right? Well, yeah, yeah, it's path of least resistance. Um, and it's it reminds me of those fake invoices that scammers used to send out in the in the days of fax machines. You know, you'd receive you'd receive twenty invoices a day by fax and you just pay them all. You know, I do have to give them I mean, I don't want to give any credit, but out of the schemes I've seen in the history of of search, this has to be one of the better thought out ones. But think of all the Horrible. energy that, all Horrible. the energy that goes into a um, scheme that um, has, you know, dubious at best um, results. Well, I'm sure at first, like a lot of people probably just gave him a link. Now, the more it gets exposed, the more people are going to realize they were scammed by those people and then just take it off. Yeah, so, and you, yeah. I suppose they would target to relevancy. Um, Google's line on links is, you guys screwed this up so bad, we don't care anymore unless they're relevant. Yeah, um, they, they do devalue anything that's irrelevant. Uh, but it, I'm just saying, it's like when I go to DEF CON and I'm like, oh, that's so wrong, but it is kind of brilliant. It's kind oh, of brilliant, but it's really wrong. <laughs> indeed, I'll, I'll give them props for it. They're generating photos and profiles and all that. And once they did that, the rest is just automated. Right, they just give a list of companies to contact, and they auto-generate the forms, and you know, to do it, it's it's a horrible thing to do, but it is kind of interesting that they put that much time, money, and effort into creating this, you know, this um, this I can't think of the word right now, but the the, the fake the fake it's a coercion. Of, it's a total coercion yeah, uh, technique. Yeah. Eh? Um, you do this, or you're going to get in so much trouble. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. It's like uh, getting a Getty notice, not knowing it's not from Getty. So, Indeed. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. But it is It is horrible, and people should be aware so they don't get scammed and read the article on um, SEO Roundtable that gives you the details. A lot of um, Google advertisers um, have run afoul of Google's policies in one way or another, um, and uh, Google's not so heavy on this in the organic world but they're incredibly strict in the paid world. And Google publishes a list of um, uh, things it will not allow you to advertise for. Um, uh, uh, Content that promotes um, sexual content with with financial remuneration. Uh, Google will will not allow advertisement for that. weapons, um, mail-order brides, uh, bail bond services, uh, stuff like that. Um, Google is quite strict. No no, uh, no paid advertising. If you try to slip in paid advertising or um, try to, you know, try to 
sneak your way around their their rules. If they catch you, they have a rather strict three strikes you're out policy. Uh, first strikes a warning um, set and a uh, three day temporary ban. Um, second strike, seven day temporary hold on your on your ads. Uh, third strike your account gets suspended and getting your account back is very, very difficult. So Google has um, added added a number of new uh, items to that policy. Uh, again, compensated sexual acts, mail order brides, clickbait, misleading ad design, bail bond services, call directories and forwarding services, uh, credit repair services, binary options and personal loans are now in the you may not advertise list um i've had a client who uh i don't i don't i don't do paid i i, I only work in the organic world but i i do have a, a client who fell afoul of the paid world and they um the street three strike policy is very real and if you're in any way dependent on uh, Google uh, uh, paid advertising and that speaker gets cut off, it can be um, jarring and shocking. Have you ever seen that happen, Christine? Like somebody just get cut right off of AdWords? Uh, I don't work with AdWords enough to have seen it, but I have heard people talk about it and how sometimes the policies are unfair. Um, well, the, the unfair part is you can't appeal. Um, Oh, you can't appeal at all. I did not know that. Well, there's there's a new appeal process that, that Google has introduced. It's a, it's an AI sort of driven thing where you get a uh, form and the AI decides rather quickly whether you have or have not violated the policy. Much like Twitter, Facebook, or, or other um, um, algorithmic or AI uh, uh, adjudicated um, first level uh, appeals. You know that oh, Twitter policy where you got where you got to appeal to the AI and the AI looks at you and laughs. Yeah, I had it happen a couple. Of weeks <laughs> well, okay, last I have month. Um, I also had a very interesting one just real quick from Facebook where I got told something was false information, and it was Will Smith's post that Will Smith took a picture of and added as the image, and it said fact checkers found this wrong, and I'm like, how is Will Smith's own post wrong? Like, how can it be wrong? And it says it's wrong about Jada. And there was no mention of Jada in the post. So the AI, AI had a similar photo that people posted that was like Jada had an apology from Chris Rock. Mm-hmm. Will Smith posted a photo of his own apology to the world for what he did. It assumed they're the same photo. And so it gave a false information post. So no fact checker checked that. It said a fact checker checked that. But you could see obviously it wasn't. Related to Jada, so it was, it was some sort of AI or machine learning that did it. Given the scale that the large platforms have to work with, um, I guess a reasonable person, a reasonable person, can see why they have to turn to AI to do much of this work. Um, but it, the um, decisions have um, a number of people from from Facebook yelling from Facebook jail right now might agree the decisions um, are uh, often um, heavy-handed and inconsiderate yeah and I think I think even if we don't talk specifically about like Google's how Google's handling just in general they're three strikes you're out right I'm someone new to advertising. Maybe I make a couple mistakes. I don't realize something's under binary. Like I even have to look up what binary means, right? So I make a mistake. I make two mistakes. And then six years later, I make a third mistake and my account's out. The same way Google handles it. It's the same way Twitter handles it. It's, I mean, Facebook handles it the same way Twitter handles it. You can get like a minor mistake and you can do it two or three times, but it stays forever on your profile. So so that mistake 10 years from now could cause you to lose your Google account or lose your Facebook account or your Twitter account. And I think that if they're going to use, they didn't use AI always. These platforms have been around for a decade or more without the use of machine learning or AI to do this. So they had other ways. So they just wanted to do it less expensively. Well, they had other ways, certainly. And then yeah, the other way was obvious. They had humans uh, trolling right. through every every complaint that came along, right. including, including all the spurious ones. Um and I, you know, you can imagine um, most of the complaints are completely spurious. 
Like this, there's just no reason why why this is being reviewed. It shouldn't be reviewed in the first place. Um, right. And um, just again, the sheer volume meant that some real ugly stuff got through, and nobody ever saw it because they're just you, you. You simply can't employ enough human beings to go through the sheer volume of complaints, um, especially if 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 those complaints are bot driven. But I would say, yes, they do have bot swarms that cause a lot of that problem too. But I would say that there needs to be a different way. And I do think maybe it's time for regulators to come in and regulate how that's done. Because if you're an advertiser, you lose your account because someone made a mistake. Maybe it's a small thing. It wasn't a big deal. They weren't trying to be nefarious. You know, if it's on Facebook, I, I got to, um, I'm suppressed for 90 days because I shared something about uh, um, uh, electron microscope. And they said it was a photo and it was a drawing how did I know it was a drawing of what the electron microscope saw? And then the other thing was I shared something that had the wrong name for an Aurora Borealis. So I think that, I didn't know, how would I know it was the wrong name for the Aurora Borealis, right? But is this a serious thing? No. And so the problem with these AI um, checks is also they check on things that just don't really matter and they create more, create more issues because when humans were reviewing things, they would have naturally selected down to what was important, what mattered, what was important to the company to select out for punishment. But the AI selects everything for punishment. So, and then it lasts forever. Like I said, so it's very severe. And the thing is, it really needs to be a human review process. They so used to have human reviewers that reviewed everything. So they need some sort of human review process that's in a certain set time, um, you know, maybe a week or two weeks or something. Um, and allow people to get their accounts back because if you're an advertiser, that's a serious, you know, issue for your business. In one sense, I want Google and Twitter and Facebook too. But although I see the social media and the um, search, paid search um, ads is sort of different realms. Um, I definitely want Google to be very, very strict on um, yes truth and advertising rules on. Um, you know, the, the consumer really should know what they're getting into. Um, or, <coughs> excuse me, Google should be able to um, to police unlawful content that's being advertised across the network. And Google's quite good at that. Um, I'm not saying that Google isn't good at that. It's, it's quite good at that. Um, my problem is when uh, an advertiser at Google say they get banned, even if they have a Google rep, that Google rep isn't able to um, advocate for them up the chain, up the, up, up the line to, to where they got banned to where the decision was made. Um, actually, the, frequently when you get banned, your Google rep finds something else to do because they're not making commissions <laughs> off you anymore. Um, <laughs> the, the, they're not interested in talking anymore. Furthermore, a ban in, in the paid ad world can have implications in the organic world, and it's not a direct. You're out if you if you get banned in uh, in, in in PPC, uh, you get banned in organic. It's not in any way direct, but PPC um, has PPC relies on um, dozens of landing pages, for instance, and those landing pages become part of your organic strategy. Um, they're associated with something bad now. Those URLs are now verboten. Um, the effect of um, the of a what should be a lot of extra traffic that's come to your pages and the just human behaviors on page. Google doesn't use those directly to rank sites. Those aren't those aren't you know things in the algorithm that are going to get you ranked um, second over fourth place. But they are ways that Google um, gets an idea about user experience and how people feel about your website. Um, if they're taking it seriously or not. Um, and, uh, you know, uh, a loss of, uh, of buco traffic, CPC traffic, cost per click traffic can, you know, have a, a, an effect in the organic world. Um, besides the credibility you get from having an organic ranking and a cost per click ranking side by side. Yeah, there is a, there is a psychological effect where if someone sees it's been studied. Uh, someone sees an organic result next to a paid result or below a paid result now because they're not off to the right anymore. Um, they will uh, associate you with being the authority on page. So even though they aren't directly related, no, if you buy Google ads, you will never rank higher in Google for it in organic. But if they see them next to each other in the same visual space, they will think that that is the authority and they'll pick that site over another more often yep. than not. 
So that's it. That's a, I think it's a very legitimate complaint that has to be looked into in the long run. Um, it's funny. Every, every, every show that we do tends to have a theme, eh? And this has been, God, what's <laughs> the matter with that system? <laughs> it's, oh my gosh, AI. You kind of, you kind of suck a little. <laughs> okay. If you're running Chrome, I'm running Chrome. And a matter of yeah. fact, I saw this, I saw um, in the um, maps uh, subreddit on Reddit, this amazing map, everybody on Earth except Russia is running Chrome. <laughs> it is the most popular browser in every nation on Earth. What do they run in Russia? I don't know. Actually, I can't pronounce it. Um, oh, it's Russian it, browser. Okay. Um, Google has been issuing Chrome update warnings um, two or three times a week recently, and they issued another one yesterday that outlined over 30 vulnerabilities in the version of Chrome that the vast majority of us are, are, are using. This is a note. If you're listening to this, go update Chrome. Heck, if you're listening to this three months after it was, after it was recorded, go update Chrome anyway. But um, yesterday, August or April 27th, uh, Google issued a, a warning. There's 30 some odd vulnerabilities in this one. Um, I imagine this is a significant update. <laughs> Maybe just a little, like their third one in like three months too. Well, there's been a um, massive uptick in hacking activity for some reason or another. can't imagine what that reason would be. So... Update Chrome because it's a matter of not just personal security, folks. It's if you, update your update your computers at work too. It's a matter of national security. Yeah, and there has been, a, of course, a, because of the war, there has been an uptick recently in um, hacking coming out of Russia. So, not saying this is related, but uh, I am. <laughs> it is hundred percent related. Um, again, this, this is really important. Uh, Keep your systems secure and you keep your business and your employer secure. And, you know, you keep your nation secure. It's an important thing. Um. Save big on Brunch for Mom, all in the Kroger app. Get half gallons of delicious Kroger milk for $1.29 each. Then get flavorful Tyson Natural Boneless Chicken Breasts for two forty nine dollars a pound, all with your card and a digital coupon. Shop these deals at your local Kroger today. Or tap the screen now to download the Kroger app to save big today. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Prices and product availability subject to change. Restrictions apply. See site for details. The right to remove personal information from Google has been established in North America. If, um, say you see your social security number in Google, there's now a way, a process for you to request it to be removed. Yeah, just people need to be aware that it's only removed in Google search, so it can still be found online unless you absolutely. contact the website to remove it. That's absolutely true. That, that's yeah, indeed. Um, it's, it's not being taken off the web, but it can be taken out of Google search results. But it, it is nice because especially as a female, uh, uh, when you're in a field where you have some visibility or for female journalists especially, it'd be nice mm-hmm. for them to be able to get things off the web like phone numbers and things like that, especially when they get doxxed. Um, so again, in general get docs, so. it's important to remember this isn't so this isn't about like reputation management if you go out and you're seen drowning kittens in the river and that becomes a story that gets published in the newspaper that's not removable you you drowned kittens in the river and somebody saw you do it um people want to know that you're a kitten drowner um <laughs> Well, it's a, oh, I'm sorry. It's a, it's a horrible, horrible <laughs> metaphor. It's a horrible but thing. <laughs> what you can get removed is confidential government information. Again, like your U.S. Social Security number, uh, your uh, 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 SIN number in Canada, um, Chinese uh, resident ID card number, etc. Your bank account numbers are published. Google will happily remove those from their search results, credit card numbers, um, images of your handwriting, of your handwritten signature, images of your, of your identification docs. Remember that time you um, signed up for that illegal dispensary down the road and they wanted to see your, um, your, uh, your, 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 your ID to prove you were over 18. If that ends up in Google search, you can have that removed. 
um, highly personal, restricted, and official records, like say your medical records, if those end up online somehow. Uh, personal contact info. So if you get doxxed, your physical address, phone number, and email address, that can get removed. And confidential login credentials, if that somehow gets published on the web. Google can remove those from the search results. But like Christine said, um, Google is not Bing, DuckDuckGo, AltaVista, or any of the other search engines out there that might surface that information because it ain't removed from the web, just from Google search results. Right. And it's and it's based on a review too. So, you know, if the if they feel like your number was there properly, they may not remove it. So it's it's not an automatic guarantee. They have to check it out. But it used to require a letter from a, a lawyer mm-hmm. to get them to do it, or a court order actually. I believe it was a court order to get them to remove it. And you had to it had to go page by page. So you had to get a court order for every page that it was on. So now it's just you can go to Google and you can tell them you like it removed, and um, if they agree. They will remove it, which, again, is very good for people, especially in people who are visible who have this stuff happen to them more frequently than most of us. Well, yeah, there's been a um, phenomena recently where people in the uh, news sometimes, you know, sometimes they're actual public figures. Sometimes they're just people who made a comment on a uh, mm-hmm. social media post and they get doxxed. Their phone number gets given out or their home address gets given out and they start getting harassed terribly. Like, if Google can, in its small way, if Google can 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 uh, make it more difficult for the harassers to harass somebody, it's it's a good thing. I- yeah, exactly, exactly. And 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 doxing is a common way to try to silence somebody who is, um, uh, especially people who are in journalism, but not just journalism. Obviously, like you said, somebody could have just been. Some, you know, Jane Smith in the middle of nowhere and said something online or got featured on something online and suddenly they're they're getting attacked. And someone's Um, getting beaten up for having an opinion. Um, Exactly. And that's loathsome, by the way. Like, 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 like I might not agree with a lot of people's opinions, but um, I do agree that they have every right to hold them. Um, That's you can't you can't you can't please people's thoughts. Um. And doxing is a way of, of policing thought, and it's just not fair. Yeah, exactly. Okay, we got time for one more, and this is actually this is a cool one. I'm really really pleased about this. Um, we have another um, editor in chief in our in our world, um, Amanda Zentel uh, Weiner, uh, former deputy editor and content manager at HubSpot, is new editor in chief over at Search Engine Journal. Awesome. So um, they, it's a. Uh, I know Miranda's there. Is there any other editors besides Miranda and Amanda? They rhyme. Oh my gosh. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, there's there's a few other editors at Search Engine Journal. Um, okay. uh, but 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 um, Amanda is going to be the um, head the, the the head of them, the editor in chief. Um, Search Engine Journal is more than searchenginejournal.com. Eh? Search Engine Journal is now holding conferences, um, creating podcasts, creating vidcasts. It's putting out a whole range of, uh, of news and information media. And I imagine that um, Amanda's role is going to be overseeing all of that. Not only that, um, running a significant media publication is a business. And the editor-in-chief has to work hand-in-hand hand with the publisher to, you know, guide the, um, the, 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 the direction of and tone of the uh, publication to, uh, to, 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 to keep it profitable. Yeah, it's a hard job. Because you got to keep integrity on one hand, but you got to juggle a whole bunch of financial interests on the other. You know, it's yeah, a really just- hard job. It is a really hard job, and they, and they don't do this just for fun. <laughs> so there are, there are paychecks that have to be given out and paid for. So, Well, oh, no, indeed. I'm just going to say, yeah. I imagine Amanda's not doing this just for fun. I imagine she's, yeah, no, she's doing teasing. this for a fairly, yeah, for a fairly good wage. Yeah. But yeah, exactly. Exactly. what she's doing, um, hats off to her. And, you know, I hope to get her, I hope to get her on the show sometime soon. Because, um, um, Again, that role is uh, is exciting and challenging, and you're you, you are a rock star in that role. But it's really really difficult. Yeah, exactly. That's what I was saying. I was just saying that they don't publish these things 
just out of the goodness of their heart. But it requires a lot of work behind it to make them uh, profitable enough to, you know, pay staff and to make sure they stay online. Absolutely. Okay. Yeah. We have gone full circle around the clock. It is uh, top of the hour here on Webcology and WMR.FM on the uh, 28th of April, 2022. Christine, thank you so much for, uh, for sitting in for Dave. Um, he'll be back with a, with a hard to understand rogue um, next week <laughs> at this time. Um, so on behalf of Christine Schackinger from uh, Sites Without Walls in Vegas, this is uh, Jim Edge from Digital Always Media. You've been listening to Webcology on WMR.FM. See you on 28th of April, 2022. Stick around, WMR. There's some great content coming up. And um, be well, stay safe. We'll talk to you next week. expressed in this WMR.FM program are those of the guests and hosts and do not necessarily reflect those of the staff and management of WMR.FM. Any rebroadcast, republication, or retransmission of this program without proper consent is prohibited. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Save big on Brunch for Mom, all in the Kroger app. Get half gallons of delicious Kroger milk for $1.29 each. Then get flavorful Tyson Natural Boneless Chicken Breasts for two forty nine dollars a pound, all with your card and a digital coupon. Shop these deals at your local Kroger today. Or tap the screen now to download the Kroger app to save big today. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Prices and product availability subject to change. Restrictions apply. See site for details.